The world of dog sports has lots of options to keep your dog's four paws busy. Let's dive deeper in four paws sports. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Nieder and Mary Drexler. Good evening and welcome to another edition of the four paws sports podcast. Uh, as noted on our intro, I'm Jeff and along with me tonight is Mary. Hey, everybody. So, Mary, it's been a bit a bit since we've uh, done this. Uh, what's new with you? Oh, well, you know, uh, got too many dogs in the house, so I guess that's not really new. Uh, <laughs> no, no, not really. <laughs> it's uh, Is it it's, below double digits, though? It is, barely. All right. Barely. <laughs> um, yeah, it's gearing up to be an exciting month for us because uh, we have um, shows every weekend culminating with our national specialty at the end of the month. So we're, uh, I'm and white dogs like it's going out of style and training like crazy and trying to plan and pack and you know all the other stuff that is involved with life that isn't dogs and so it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun month we're gonna have fun so how about you jeff what's new in your life and world oh well let's see not much for dogs i've, I've kind of taken uh time to take the back seat on uh Competing, just kind of taking the summer off for training, um, enjoying the uh, enjoying my uh, new relationship with uh, Megan. Uh, that's been going great lately for me. But uh, the dogs have officially adopted her as part of the household now, so uh, she ain't going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> right. Well, that's important, you know. Like that's always been my yardstick. If the dog doesn't like you, you probably aren't sticking around in my world. So. Uh, that is a very good indication. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, Pix has left her or left his mark on her. Um, she leaves the house in the morning covered in Pig's hair. Um, <laughs> great times there. So, yeah. So uh, she has definitely been marked by both the Papillon and both Border Collies and Kyber absolutely loves her. So, uh, yes, uh, it is going quite well. So uh, happy to uh, happy to have that addition in my life there. Uh, um life i thought would be you know hectic uh but honestly it's it's not not too terrible especially since you you cut something out um back off a little bit from competing there and kind of do what you need to especially since i have decided that i am no longer concerned about qualifying for the akc nationals just from a uh just from a logistical standpoint and a uh, point standpoint. I mean, I just cannot mathematically get the points in the double Qs because I did start so late because I was trying to out uh, outweigh outweigh the uh, AKC on where they were going to have it because it was between Perry and uh, down in uh, Florida. And well, I'm already planning on going for one trip to Florida for the dogs. I could not afford to go for a second one, so right. uh, definitely, uh, definitely going to. Uh, Skip this year. Um, depends on how life goes. I don't know. And this year may have been my last year for quite a while. And honestly, there are there are lots of things that I do have coming up for us that still uh, involve lots of training. Uh, we're still getting ready to go for the U.S. Open, um, I believe, uh, with uh, UKI. Now they have their new invite 
uh, only event that is going to be coming up, um, actually, hmm, coincidentally, on my birthday next year. Um, if anybody wants anybody out there in our uh, fans out there wants to send me a birthday present next March, I will not say no to that. Um, <laughs> but uh, so it's going to be up in Chicago, and uh, I don't know all of the qualifications because they did list a very very large list of qualifications to get an invite. Um, and I'm 99% sure I've read it right, but I think picks because he did actually um, win the pentathlon at the, uh, at the classic um, in the Midwest classic uh, over in blue Springs um, at his height. I believe he gets an automatic invite to that. So uh, I'm, I'm planning on going. I'm really hoping I can take, one of the border colleagues with me, but we'll see how they do at the open uh, coming up in November. So I'm uh, that's that's kind of what I'm playing for, along, along with, of course, you know, there's the European Open tryouts and all that good stuff. So I mean, while I'm backing off, there's still lots and lots, lots of stuff, and not to mention, um, I've already filled my judges card for 2024 um, as of two weeks ago. And wow. now for 2025, I am coming very close to already having that filled out. And I've already got requests to do 2026. And as of tonight, actually, I just had a request to do for 2027. I'm like, I don't even know oh. where I'm going to be at, you know, by the end of <laughs> next year, let alone four years from now. But I'll look back upon that when that 2027 date comes. I'm going, wow, I, uh, I agreed to this this long ago. Okay, I, right. sure. I remember this. But it's Colorado, so it'll be fun, though. Oh yeah, that'll be that'll be great. And I guess you already can start scheduling stuff. Then I, I don't know. I'm trial chair for a couple trials, and I just, I think you know, I the year year maybe two years ahead about as good as I can do. Like I don't know, life just changes too much. I think, and then yeah. It, plus, I'm not that organized, so you know. <laughs> well, all I can say that if my computer does crash again, I'm going to be a little bit better prepared because I did, I, I have it backed up this time and um, hopefully it won't happen again. But yeah, uh, I've got my stuff backed up this year, so I'm in a little bit better shape. Okay. But yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm already looking at 2027 at this point. So uh, yeah, crazy to even think, uh, crazy to think that we're even talking about dog stuff, you know, four years in advance. Wow! Yeah, that is crazy. But something that's uh, a little bit, a little bit closer coming up here. Um, so this weekend is going to be a really crazy weekend, and you know, being a holiday weekend, what what better time to be crazy than a holiday weekend? So we're going to go drive six hours. If you want to count the time change, it'll be seven hours over to uh, Daisy Peel's brand new facility over there in, uh, I don't even know where it's at. It's in Ohio. That's all I can say. I think it's uh, east of uh, east of Dayton or east of Columbus, Ohio. I don't remember exactly, but I'm sure Google Maps will uh, Google Maps will get me there. So, uh, yes, yeah, so we're going to go there for a day. It is the – they're doing an ISC-only event. Um, they actually are having it starting on Friday, but – you know, those of us who have to work and haven't burned all of our vacation days on judging can't really necessarily go. So um, I'm kind of stuck at home having to do my uh, my good old boring nine to five job here. So um, so I'm going to stay home tomorrow. And uh, Kyber is the only one I entered uh, for Saturday. But we're going to we're going to head out right after work and get out there at midnight 
because that's how long it's going to take me to get there and sleep for six hours and crank it back up on Saturday and go play ISC for uh, for the day. But the nice part is that is also a world team qualifier. So the courses I expect will be fairly hard, uh, but they will count for points for tryouts. So even though Kyber actually is uh, qualified already, it'll be nice just to have the extra points in the bucket and uh, it'll just be fun. It'll be good practice for us there. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so there's that. And then right after we, uh, right after we get uh, done with that, uh, hopefully I'll be like maybe two or three o'clock in the afternoon. I can fly back home and then Sunday morning, we're going to be up and we're going to head right back out to Purina farms, which fortunately is my backyard, which is only, well, according to Google, 35 minutes away, but at <laughs> 6 o'clock in the morning, it sure feels a lot farther than that. Um, we're going to be going out there for uh, Sunday and Monday, and this is going to be – well, let me back up. So this is actually an entire weekend event, but uh, this is going to be for AKC's first uh, annual uh, National Agility League Championship. So – uh, for those who are not familiar with it, this is basically club agility. This is giving uh, people the chance to have a no-pressure, fun time with their dog, uh, doing courses that have been picked um, and designed um, from AKC standards, whether it be novice-level courses, uh, open-level courses, master-level courses, and then finally uh, the ISC-level courses. Now, they do have them listed a little bit differently for levels. So uh, for the novice level, it's going to be freshman. For the open level, it's going to be sophomore. For the master slash, I believe, premier courses, it would be uh, the senior. And then, of course, for us super-graduated people, it would be called the PhD class. I mean, nice. I, I thought it was kind of fitting. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so this this has actually been a very interesting concept and this has been around for i want to say well this is their fourth season that we just com- concluded so it's been around for about one year now so there have been four seasons and each season has a total of 12 weeks um it gives each, each club, the ability to have two weeks where uh, you get to do one course. Um, so that way, you know, everybody's schedules can align. So you get two weeks to run everybody, uh, submit scores. It's all on the honor system. So uh, there's no video review, nothing like that. So it is all uh, honor-based agility. Uh, it is a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun this year or, well, this uh, last uh, semester, as you want to put it. Um, I had a lot of fun with it doing the ISC courses. Uh, great courses by, uh, I believe it was uh, Ashley Deacon is the one who made our courses. So it was really a uh, really good time to uh, get to know his courses just before um, just before I get to go see him uh, down at the U.S. Open this year. So mm-hmm. super excited to at least get a uh, a taste of what he designs for like there. So um, so there's going to be there's six courses for every. Uh, every quarter that they do this and they do rankings on a every two week basis when the scores are tallied and submitted. So uh, then they post them up on their Facebook group. And so everybody gets to at least see how everybody's doing. And then it's not just individual, but it's also team agility too. So 
they do look at your overall scores. Uh, they look at your times and then they look at how many faults are having. Uh, they've, uh, that have been, um, how many faults have actually been committed. And then from there, then they, uh, they, I don't know how the math actually works, but, uh, then they come up with individual scores for the teams and individuals. And then they rank you based on that from a week to week standpoint. Uh, so that being said, uh, if you want to qualify for nationals, uh, for the first annual one that they've done, you just have to complete one, uh, one session of, uh, the league. Um, so a, three month period of time. Um, so mm-hmm. Kyber and I have done that. And so we are going to go and see what that's going to be like uh, this year being the first one. Um, there's not, not a whole lot of dogs that did enter because uh, I'm sure a lot of them are still chasing points for uh, nationals or other things that they're chasing, uh, mm-hmm. chasing qualify, qualifying scores for, but uh looks like on, uh, Saturday and Sunday, uh, they are doing, there's 27 dogs that entered um, for the freshman and sophomore uh, runs there. And then uh, Sunday, Monday, um, actually, I think, back, I think they're doing everything on Saturday because there's only 27 dogs. So they're running all four rounds on Saturday and then Sunday because uh, there's 104 dogs between the senior level and the PhD level that they are going to uh, have two rounds on Sunday, and then they'll have two rounds on uh, Monday. Uh, gosh, I can't believe that Monday's a holiday. I keep forgetting that. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm definitely not showing up to work on Monday. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, so, um, so, yeah, so uh, it's going to be, from what I understand, the way the schedule is, it's going to be run just like AKC Agility National. So the first two rounds is going to be one standard, one jumpers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next round is going to be hybrid. And then there's not going to be a challengers round, but there will be the fourth round, which will be finals. Uh, mm-hmm. From my understanding that everybody in the freshman and sophomore group will get to go to finals just because there's just not that many dogs. Uh, that may that may alter. I, I'm not sure. That was the last thing I kind of heard. Um, but we'll see how it goes for the senior and the PhD. Um, but the cool part is, is that AKC is going to uh, come out there and it is going to, they are going to bring their camera crew. So it is going to be on AKC TV. So oh, if cool. you are interested in watching this and hopefully I get this edited in time to uh, uh, <laughs> have everybody listen to this um, AKC TV, uh, it will be available out there for everybody to watch. So it might be a, might be a fun thing to watch. Um, some of my friends coming up from Florida will be uh, making a trek uh, up for this event. So that will be, uh, that'll be fun to meet up with them and uh, go from there. So yeah, um, I'm not doing much this weekend, just a little, a uh, little day drive. Oh, That's fine. A little driving. See, I feel really lucky yeah, this week because bit. like I'm showing in my backyard, essentially. I've got, there's a big confirmation obedience rally trial, but it's 30 minutes from my house. So I get to sleep in my own bed every Great. night, you know, so I'll be thinking <laughs> of you when you're out running and, you know, I mean, I am well, showing I, like a bazillion dogs and all that. different things. So I'll still be running around like school, but I don't have to drive that much, so, you know. Right, right. Well, you know, we'll just trade. You you show a lot of dogs and don't drive much, and I show one dog, and I drive all across the uh, Midwest here. Right. So I have a question about the AKC Agility League because it's something that I've, I've like I'm interested in it, but you know, in all my spare time, I just haven't gotten around to. You know, I have a yeah. lot of friends that have participated and seem to really like it. I just you know, there's only so many time. hours in a day, and I seem to be. <laughs> 
Um, right, right. So the different levels, do those, like what determines what level you're in? Is that you as a handler and trainer going, this is what my dog and I are ready for? Or does it, are there title requirements to get in or how does that work? The only requirement is that your dog has to be registered with AKC. Um, you have to have that uh, registration number and you can pick whatever level you want to go with there. I mean, obviously, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to have a high handicap, you know, going into the, uh, like the freshman level, because you know that, you know, really that's not your level, but at the same time, you have to look at from the club standpoint too, because, mm-hmm. um, your little club, which is a minimum of three people, um, from, for each week that you have those courses, you have to have three people on a team to, uh, be able to actually qualify, um, as actually part of the, uh, as part of the national league at that point. So, uh, but you can pick whatever level that your club feels like you want to go for. Like, you know, so I'm with Alice Rankemeyer um, over in Illinois and obviously she and I are at that level that we want to go for the ISC because we're going for tryouts and whatnot. And we have, uh, we do have a Wednesday night class where we have other students who do ISC with us uh, for training that have also joined us and who are also interested in going to tryouts. So it fit perfectly for our group there. So, um, so not only did we get, you know, a Wednesday night, uh, international course, we also get the Monday. Well, we always did ours on Monday, but we basically, we would get an additional course every two weeks to work on there. So it was, it was nice to have that change up there, um, compared to just having the once a week, uh, once a week course, but yeah, so so, um, you can pick the same level or do they like, like, can you have a team that's like one novice and one sophomore and one PhD, or do you all need to run the same course? You all run the same course. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. So, you're not going to have three different courses every weekend. It's going to be, you're going to get sent to one. Now, of course, that doesn't preclude you from having multiple clubs uh, okay. or multiple teams in the same organization that. Uh, can do multiple levels if that's what they want to enter, but um, there's no, like, you can't have just one team do uh, all three uh, just as um, as the team itself there. So um, okay. you can enter all, th- you can enter all four levels, but you wouldn't just, uh, I mean, like, you really wouldn't just uh, enter just ISC and then the novice level that I don't right. think anybody's mm-hmm. done that necessarily, but mm-hmm. no, um, I mean, yes, you can enter um, all the levels because I saw um, some uh, some handlers who had multiple um, the same dog listed in two different uh, categories here. So, okay. yeah, you can definitely do that. Cool. But the nice part is, so it is all in the honor system, so there's no pressure. Um, it's just, and I honestly, this is what I was really excited about because ISC is something so new. Um, mm-hmm. to AKC for the most part. I mean, when I say new, let's just say it's been around since Agility has been taken seriously by AKC um, when they started really promote it and push it as one of their main programs there um, inside AKC for their sport department. So the when I say it's new to AKC in general, uh, it's because it's been revived. Um, mm-hmm. ISC has never gone away, but it kind of just it kind of subsided and it just 
nobody talked about it. We all knew it was there, but nobody wanted to do it because nobody really knew the rules to it for the most part. As far as from a design standpoint, we've had some U.S. judges design it, and it wasn't really what it was cracked up to be. So I think that was one of the main things that did kill ISC at first, but um, definitely a lot of work by some people who are pushing to get better courses and more challenging courses for AKC to compete on. Cause um, those who are going to trust do still like to show um, AKC and the local clubs. We do like to show support to them because after all, we are going to be representing that organization for those of us who make those teams. And the only way for us to really do that is to have courses that are representative of what we're going to see because the master's courses and the premier courses don't even scratch the surface of what we're going to see from ISC from distances and challenges. So um, this has been the great thing about uh, this league is that this has allowed for very low cost. So going back to the league, the cost itself is at first when you register, I believe it was only $30 per um, per team. So you have your handler fee and you have your dog registration fee. And that's only, I believe it's $30 for the registration. And then uh, for actually registering to compete in that uh particular set of courses it is $25 a dog so you get six courses and 12 over 12 weeks for $25 that's a heck of a bargain in my book there so I, I think that's very cool to be able to have that option there so this has really in my in my eyes and I could be completely wrong about this but this has given the ability for people who are afraid to have to spend $20, $23, on a single course uh, for ISC that may be way above their, their skill set. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it may be something that they're not expecting at all because uh, when we look at ISC, the, we, can, we can guess which one's going to be level one. But, you know, with level two, level three, there's no truly defining wording Um that says this is level two, this is level three, much like um, open level versus uh, master's levels. You know, we know the requirements right. for um, those levels there. So uh, level two, level three can sometimes, from what I've seen submitted, can truly actually be uh, almost identical as far as difficulty level there. So mm-hmm. it's hard It's hard to say when people ask me, well, what level should I enter? I'm going well, I would start with if you have level one, do level one because be successful. Because when you first got there, even level one compared to master's courses, while the discriminations are not there um, in the same manner, but you have a much larger distances between obstacles, much longer courses because there is um, there's no cap on the course yards there. Of course, I mean within reason for um, level one, there's going to be you know you're not going to be running 300 yards like you would that's possibly with level three, but you're definitely going to be coming close to level uh, a 200 yard um, pretty easily for the ones that I've judged and whatnot there. So, uh, but with the league, this has given people a an easy way of trying it, basically try it before you buy it, try it for very little cost and get a chance to experience what that really feels like out there. And uh, from what I've seen for ISC um, trials, I have seen the numbers go up significantly. Um, I know um, earlier this year um, I was in Connecticut um, and we had, we had roughly about 200 runs a day, I believe it was, for ISC, which is pretty good. It was two days 
That's great. So we did about 400 runs. And now I'm coming back out there in, I want to say, three weeks, four weeks, something like that. And uh, same place. And we're going to have, I think it's going to be between 250 to 300 runs a day. So it has, it has grown. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. happy to see that that's, that's grown at that point. Um, so well, uh, and for me, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, um, the other thing for me also is this is going to be my first time out in Connecticut where I actually get to um, design and judge uh both level one for jumpers and for agility. So um, I'm super excited about getting to do that for once because it allows me to kind of open up and bring out some new flavors of agility that I haven't been able to present because I've been restricted from from design standpoint. Well, I was thinking too, like kind of going back, we're kind of dancing between agility league and ISC because they're connected because they're both involved. But also I think, one nice thing about Agility League, if, if you're somebody new, either you're a new handler or you have a dog that's new, I mean, what a great way to kind of start getting you a taste of competing without the pressure of competing, you know, to see, are you ready? Is your dog ready? Like, I mean, what a fun, low pressure way to give it a try and have some fun with it. Right, right. And, you know, so it's like, yeah, you can use it for people that are on higher on the higher levels of the game. It's a way to practice with a little more of a competitive edge, but without the expense and travel of trying to go to actual ISC trials. Um, you get to practice those harder courses, and for the people that are at, that are newer or the dogs that are newer, it's you get kind of the the a hint of competition. But again, lower pressure, lower. You know, if your dog goes sprinting around the yard and takes two obstacles and you go, okay, well, I'm glad I didn't spend $30 around to go <laughs> run a regular right. trial because we obviously <laughs> aren't there, you know? So that's, right. I can see it being really beneficial at both ends of the experience spectrum um, as a fun way to kind of prepare for maybe bigger things down the road, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's a, it's pretty much a, as, as cheap as you can, get to be a tribe you know that's that is i think it's a great way to do it i'm glad akc is doing it because it brings more people into into agility and it gets them out there and experiencing because you know especially like if we talk like uh regular akc trials those are a dime a dozen you can unless you live in some remote area that has nothing um within a two-hour period you can drive and hit an akc trial on one weekend somewhere i almost want to guarantee 100% you could hit that pretty easily there. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about an Maybe ISC trial and you want to try it. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want if you want to talk about like ISC specific trials or trials that may not just be ISC only but incorporate mm-hmm. ISC as maybe one run, two runs a day you may have to drive a lot farther. Like let's just for instance like well I was judging in Virginia two weeks ago and Unfortunately, at home, there was an ISC incorporated event, and I'm like, oh, yeah, go figure. The, you know, the first time St. Louis offers an ISC incorporated event, <laughs> I'm on the East Coast judging. So, um, fortunately, there's another one at the end of September, which will be, well, <laughs> not too far away that um, I got Kyber into. So, uh, mm-hmm. we'll actually get to do our first one at home finally. But otherwise, for me, for ISC, I've had to drive the six hours to Wisconsin. I'm having to drive the six hours to Ohio. Um, and I haven't been to Kansas yet for it. Cause I know there's a couple over there, but 
Um, but yeah, so I'm looking at minimum four hour to five hour drive just to get to an ISC event. So having the ability to run these kind of courses um, on a couple, every couple week basis without having to drive so far, that's been great. It has been really helped me out quite significantly. Sure. Well, and I would think too, you know, with, with the AKC changing the requirements for doing things like world team tryouts and EO tryouts, where now you can right. qualify for tryouts out of ISC, which I think is an awesome move. And I think, you know, if we look at, for instance, Team USA over in um, Denmark this year, I mean, right. that's the best we've ever done over. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we had we had dogs winning their classes. We had a large dog team with a certain kid of mine on it as well that made finals. <laughs> and an intermediate team that made finals. We had individual dogs <laughs> make finals and all. I mean, we had a really fantastic EO. I mean, much better than we've really ever done before. And, you know, you look at some of right. these things like having ISC available in Agility League and having an ISC trials and having that be a way to um, qualify and get to tryouts. You know, it's right. because people, and I don't know how many people that listen to this podcast actually try to run things like ISC courses. And, you know, I don't, obviously, I run Samoyans. I'm not danger of being competitive like at, like super competitive at UKI or ISD or any of that stuff but I have run some of that stuff more because you know spending years as Natalie's chauffeur I figured I might as well learn to do it while I was there right um, and I will tell you for those of you that are listening like I'm just, I know some of you are like yeah I've done this I know but for those of you who haven't like you know if you're used to running an AKC course where you tend to kind of you know you may run some straight lines here and there but a lot of it is you kind of loop one way and then you cross and then you kind of loop another way and then you cross and the dog generally speaking is covering much more ground than the handler and when you get on an ISC style course a, a lot more of the UKI courses that kind of stuff there's a lot more straight line and then turn and then straight line kind of action. And so, and there tend to be longer as well, like longer yardage and more obstacles. And when your yep. brain is used to getting to approximately obstacle 18 and then being done, and it sounds like, you know, 21, 22 obstacles, 24 obstacles, that may not sound like that much more. But when you're starting to run out of oxygen because you're running a lot harder than you're used to, <laughs> those extra two to six obstacles suddenly are huge. And it really is different. And that's even when you're running in the, you know, in the relative safety of a seminar situation or a class situation or, you know, AKC Agility League in your backyard. And then if you go over and you're like running in a tryout or you're running in a comp actual in-person competition, then you got all that adrenaline and stress and all that stuff on top of it. And it makes a whole big difference. So I think, you know, for the AKC to do this, so it's like, Hey, you know, you're seeing more ISC trials, especially with the ability to use it as a, as a qualification for these tryouts. And then you have things like agility league where you can do it there. And I think it's, you know, what a great building block to help improve. And plus even the people that are running at the lower levels. Okay. Well, maybe they're part of a, you know, maybe they're a team that's in a club that also has an ISC team. Well, now they see these courses. Well, hopefully they aspire to that. Like, I think it just helps. I think it helps make the agility community grow all the way and makes us better 
you know, overall. Oh, absolutely. Well, and what I really love about the ISC factor is that, you know, when you're at Masters, you know what you're going to expect. You can, you know, you know, how many challenges you expect. You can, you know, pretty much guarantee what the tunnels are going to be shaped like. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. come on. I mean, I pretty much have a copy paste when I design my courses exactly how right. I want my tunnels to start with so I get maximum challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, but with ISC, the variety, the variables, they change every single course. There is, I mean, of course, you get the styles of each judge, but those courses, they don't really stay the same. There really mm-hmm. is not one course versus another that I can say, oh my God, they just literally hit copy, control C, control V, and they moved a couple obstacles. No, no, they definitely did not. Now, when we go level one, two, three, sure, they, they pull some stuff off, change some lines and whatnot, but it still retains their same challenges that um, you would expect to see for a level one course. So, Sure. I, I hope honestly that the more people who see ISC, uh, they will want to see that challenge there um, and do it because one, it's exciting. It's helping to see the dog actually run and mm-hmm. actually not have to crank them back and forth. And right now uh, there's no tiling available for ISC. It is really run to see how good you are. And how mm-hmm. good you can be at the challenges. And for me, I'm not worried about titles. I don't care about that part because I'm there to challenge myself. Because originally, uh, before these last couple of years, I had to go out and search for I uh, for uh, UKI trials, uh, even some USDA trials, uh, to be able to get the challenging courses that I need to actually test myself and to see, mm-hmm. hey, where are my skill sets lacking here? And AKC was not offering that even with premiere it did not compare to what we were going to see at tryouts so i had to leave akc for quite a while to be able to get what i needed there so i am super happy you know isc um i I think i was even looking at a post that Lori michaels um said like nine years ago she posted a course that now we would all cringe at but she's like this is what i would love to see this is what this is what's gonna keep me driving back to akc and spending my money there and now we're all kind of cringing at the course, but nonetheless, okay. that's my sentiment. Now it's like, now I have a reason to continue spending money with AKC on those courses sure. there because they are now offering more of what I like and what I'm looking for and what, not just what I want and like, but what I need and what sure. so many of us uh, who are going to trial because it is evident looking at this year's um, EO over in Denmark, um, how good the team truly did. I can 100% attribute that to being the ISC trials. Those are amazing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, and so it's just, it's, and the thing is, like, I would hope people that are listening, you know, if you have an opportunity to join the Agility League or to try an ISC course, like, I think sometimes we're afraid, especially, let's, I mean, let's face it, like, you and I both, Jeff, and I'm significantly older than you, um, oh, when on. we are, come on now, <laughs> I am, you know, all right. um, but you know, when you this and I number. go to the agility trial, we are still two of the younger people at the trial. Oftentimes, this is true. Significantly younger. And that's not, but I, and I think what happens is we kind of go, oh gosh, I'm getting too old for this. I can't do that kind of running. And I think if you give it a try, like one thing that, that you'll see is yes, it's more running. I mean, I'm not going to deny that, but also because there's not so many limitations on, you know, your distance from the barriers and your, and this and that, like, and because they can space things out and the dogs can open up and run one thing that you're fine. Cause I find this because I am not fast. 
And um, when I run courses like that, and my dogs don't have like, you know, I'm not like my kid who's training to be spectacular internationally. Like I'm just trying to survive generally speaking. So I don't have the skills on my dogs that, that someone who really is aspiring to do ISC a lot and, you know, compete overseas and go to tryouts and all that stuff. But what I find is the lines, because the dogs can run and because they're not always having to be like, well, what strange turn are we going to have to do now? That even though there's the lines are longer and there's more running, like it, it lends itself to the dog. Like it makes sense to the dog. And so you don't, you can, even if you haven't trained for a lot of distance, you end up having more distance work at your disposal because the dog can just kind of go. And so you're actually right. would be surprised if you give it a try how much more sense it makes to your dog. And they have fun. They're like, heck yeah, we're running. And, you know, especially if you're doing it in AKC in the agility league. All right. So maybe your team won't be one of the ones competing at Purina in the, <laughs> in the championships, but you're going to find, you might be like, okay, this isn't like your dog's going to have fun. It can be really motivating for their, for your dog. And then they come back when they do do a regular premier course or a master's course or whatever, that they're just, they're having more fun. They're running harder. And then you're both having more fun out there together. Cause they had that time where like, yeah, they could really open up and go. And so, you know, like it, it's something, you know, I'm not as someone who's not competing to do things like go to tryouts and do things like, you know, go to the U S open and that kind of stuff. Um, I can still say that, that doing those kinds of courses help has helped my dog and it's helped me and it's, and it's just, it's a fun thing to do. And so, yeah, like if you can get into an ISC trial or you can try it in AKC agility league and just, you know, give it a go, you might find that you can be more su- successful. That's a hard word to say, apparently successful than you think. <laughs> you will, even if you don't train, right that the way like someone like Jeff would or someone like my kid would do, you know? So, you know, it's, it's, it's a good time. Right. I think honestly, it really, the only difference is that it just changes your skill set. where, you know, with the, with the regular course, you're looking at obstacle to obstacle and yeah, you know, you can probably find some lines here and there, but the lines aren't always very clear, especially to the canine partner of the whole, uh, the whole team there. Whereas, I would say 90% because I can't say it's 100% perfect from Europe, but we have seen, you can literally trace a line on those courses. Mm -hmm. And yes, it requires a little bit more understanding of what your dog's commitment point is. It requires Mm -hmm. more for how to cue your dog to take, you know, take a throttle. And when we talk about throttles for ISC, we're not talking these 12 foot short widths between the jumps Mm -hmm. we're talking you know there's 15 20 25 foot between them so you're well yes it is technically a throttle it's not something that is torquing your dog's body so hard or you have to reinvent Mm -hmm. the entire sequence to make it safer for your dog so um the cueing the commitment the connection it all changes because everything's a lot bigger a lot more open a lot more spacious but at the same time it just makes it a little bit more slower in my book um, rather than having a crank, crank, crank on your dog. So um, I just think it just requires a different training and different skill set. And it's really, you know, if you got the obstacle skill set, then now we have to train a little bit of distance work there. And yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you may have to build a little stamina and 
he may actually have to get out there and start doing a little bit more running um, if you don't have that kind of distance work. But once you get out there and you get moving, you're not starting, stopping, starting, stopping. Right. So it is, it's all in flow. And I can tell you from just running the courses myself on Wednesday nights uh, that I already do, I'm not really all that winded. I mean, grand, yes, I'm in the gym three to four days a week, but, and I'm doing treadmill work and bicycle work, but it's not the tiring, okay, run really hard here and stop. And mm-hmm. now we're going to go back the other way really hard and stop. And we're, we're yep. not doing those, we're not doing basketball exercises here at the end of the right. day. <laughs> right. You and, can just kind of, yeah, so the suicides. Yeah. You can just kind of, Cause I'm like, like, I'm not a start and stop kid. Like never was. I played basketball, right. yipes and softball and eek, but <laughs> it's like, but of course, like you, say, like you can go, you know, you just, you can kind of get ahead of steam and keep moving. And then when it's time to turn, like you say, understand your dog's commitment point. Well, because they're running and they're not even go crank, 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 turn, turn, turn their commitment point becomes sooner, which means you can cue and get out sooner, which means you, when you do have to turn, like I can lumber my big old butt and cue and lumber off in the new direction. And my dog still has time and I'm still seldom behind. I mean, sometimes behind, cause you know, we wouldn't want to do something crazy, like be ahead of the schedule for the whole thing. But like, you know, <laughs> but it's not, I can say it's not so bad. Like it's not, it, it's not because of the flow, because of the turn. Yeah. Okay. You need some, you're going to need some extra skills, but like I say, not maybe like, don't be intimidated by it, I guess. Like speaking as somebody who doesn't specifically train for very much that. I mean, I do put some, you know, my dog has a pretty decent independent backside and a pretty decent straddle wrap when she's thinking about it and some stuff like that. But for the most part, right. my training is fairly basic. And, you know, like I say, she really likes that kind of stuff. She, and I honestly, I think it's made her a lot better too. Like since we've done those kinds of courses more and trained on those, it, our, master's cue rate has improved significantly and i think my understanding of how to set a good line for her has improved significantly which makes her job easier and my job easier you know when i'm when i'm in AKC. so yeah no absolutely there no and and that's great It, it really is great to uh to be able to have that option, especially with the league. I, like I said, I think the league has been a great to introduce you from all the way down to the very, very baby basics to getting your first time into a ring. And you don't want that pressure because um, you don't have to have everybody watching you. Um, it's in a familiar environment. And then all the way up to, you know, the ISC and the international stuff. I, I just, it's great. And I hope it continues to take off and uh, the success that it's had so far. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see how this competition goes at Purina and if they keep doing it and like every year and if see how it grows and you know, but I'd say for a first a first try at a at a championship competition for it, I think they've got, you know, pretty decent numbers and it's interesting to see yeah. you know, what what happens, I guess. Yep. Nope. Absolutely there. Uh, yeah, so it'll be it'll be exciting to see this. Um, just glad that so many people have given it a chance, and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully it will continue to grow. And you know, for those who are not part of a club at this point in time or don't have a have a group just yet, uh, talk to your trainer or talk to whoever you know, whatever building it is that you train out of. Uh, I know there's a lot of places that 
allow it and are starting to do these things. So uh, check your local club and check your uh, check with your trainer to see you know if it's something that they might be able to squeeze in and uh, work with a group of people because. You don't have to do the PhD, the ISC level, because you may not have all the space, or you may not even have uh, all the uh, enough equipment as it is, because the ISC does require a bit more, more equipment just because of the uh, amount of stuff that goes on. But you know, there are lots of different options. Um, I know they, because this is the first time of this happening, uh, they are offering you know modified courses, trying to trying to include as many people as possible, give them a chance to do it because. Um, not everybody has a trial facility. Um, I know sure. we don't have one here. It's uh, it's all outside. It's uh, it's it's good equipment, but it's definitely not trial um, type right. stuff at this point. So um, you make do with what you got at that point. Absolutely. Well, and you know, you know, put some feelers out, like you say, because you don't know there may be other people in the area with you, or that train with you, or maybe that train, you know, that are going. Gosh, it'd be really fun to do agility league, but maybe nobody would want to do it with me. And, you know, you put out some feelers and you may be surprised, you know, how many people would be interested and then you can get involved too. And then you'll be sucked in and driving off to Purina next year. Like Jeff is going to do <laughs> this weekend. So, you know. Yeah, but well, it's getting late for me. So I got a long weekend ahead because I got to go to work tomorrow still. And then I got to go drive out. So uh, I think that's going to be a wrap for me tonight. Uh, unless you got anything else you want to add for the uh, add for the evening. Well, speaking as the person who still has a Samoya to bathe and dry tonight, I'm good with calling it good myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Well, well, you have fun bathing your white furball. I'm going to go eat dinner, and we will all see you out there uh, sometime out there in the future. And just don't don't forget that if you see us out there, come say hi. And if you got any ideas you want to run by us to, for a podcast, we're always happy to hear it. So until next time, you have a great rest of your night, and we'll see you out there. Good night, everybody.